Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gentler. I'm Maya, and I am here with our first Gentler Chat episode of the new year. So today I am talking to Zoe Abbott. She is a financial expert and consultant. We talk about a lot of stuff, like how she dealt with seeing her father go through three bankruptcies and how she managed to get through financially when she was a new mom in a lot of debt and what she does with her business and how she helps other people find some financial stability and flourish. So if you're interested in any of that, then keep listening. Zoe also has a free financial needs analysis on her website for you all to grab right now. So I will have all of that along with her social media information in the show notes for you all to find. So give it a listen. If you enjoy it, give it a rate and review. And I can't wait to talk to you all again soon. Thank you so much, Zoe, for being with us today on Gentler. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I am very happy to be on. Awesome. So I always ask guests um, what type of self-care they're doing right now, if anything, and if you aren't, that's okay too. We all are kind of in different places. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about self-improvement and self-betterment. I made a very strong decision to myself that I only get better. And I feel that every single week I'm improving in some way, whether I'm getting healthier and happier, um, looking better, feeling better, wealthier, you know, um, more grateful, um, more gratitude. So I'm, I'm really into that. Um, I've been on, um, you know, good health and fitness journey. So I work out almost every day. Um, and, uh, you know, just taking good care of myself mentally, emotionally, so forth. Awesome. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to hit you up about your fitness routine because I, have been lacking, but um, <laughs> if you, you would love to tell the audience just a little bit about you, what you do, a little bit about your journey, that'd be great. Sure, I am the singing financial wife. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a finance entrepreneur. Um, I have a business. I help, uh, and I have uh, many agents that work under me across the country. We are mainly East Coast based, but we're actually operating out of every state right now. We help people to get out of debt, um, handle like unsecured debt, like credit cards, loans, student loans. We help them to uh, rebuild their credit and learn, get educated on all of these things. Uh, we also get um, set people up with retirement or investment strategies, short, mid and long-term strategies, as well as life insurances. So we do kind of the whole range of things and, and we'll sit down and we do a lot of free consulting and advice and help. And we help people with budgets and their financial planning and their bills and what they make versus what they spend. And, you know, we're just really good consultants for people out there. So that's what we do. Um, and I also professionally sing. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. You, so tell me a little bit about whenever you started your business, what was life looking for you at that time? So I started my business mid-2015. My background was in nonprofit counseling. So I did that for more than 10 years, actually. Um, when I was in counseling, I learned a lot about communication, relationships, and I got to help a lot of people. And I understand people and how they think and feel and act. And I also understand their ruins and what, you know, um, harms them the most and, and what gives them the most anguish. And for me, it was, you know, 
sex relationships and money and finance. Those were a hundred percent the main, everyone has their stuff, but those were the main areas that people fall down on or they are ruined about. And so when I was looking at something that I could go into, you know, and I worked nonprofit, didn't really make any money at all. And I was pure, so happy just to help people. And I, but I really wanted to find that healthy balance where I could do that and make money. So um, that's how I came into this industry. I found that I could apply my same abilities, skill set uh, to that. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's been great. You know, uh, I really feel like the, you know, the only true purpose that we all have really is to help another person. You know, that's what it all really comes down to. I mean, you can, you can act, you can sing, you can dance, you can paint, you can be a ballerina, you can, um, you know, be a waitress, you could be a teacher, you could be a doctor. And what do, what do we all want to do? We just want to help another person, you know? I love that. That's such a nice way of thinking about it. Um, so I understand that you also went through your own like financial transformation in your life. Um, and I would sure. love to know more about that before stage and definitely some, some mindset things, some beliefs that looking back, you think were really holding you back. I think, you know, and I cover this on my blogs on my website, by the way, and people can go there. I'm pretty easy to find. It's my name, the Zoe Abbott on every single platform. That's my website, www.thezoeabbott.com, you know, the Zoe Abbott on Instagram, the Zoe Abbott on Facebook. But I go into mindset and education a lot in my blogs on my website. But my, your financial education starts the moment that you're born, you know, and as you grow up, it's what you see your parents do, your family, your friends, you know, the uh, things that are said to you uh, or the things that you see. Um, and these all kind of condition you to be, to have the mindset or the thoughts that you have throughout your life, you know, whether you're being told that money is scarce and hard to come by or, you know, that it's difficult or hard or that, you know, there are certain habits that you notice that you kind of follow as well. And, uh, you know, I would say, you know, what it also a huge thing was that my father went through three bankruptcies throughout my life. So the first time was when I was a toddler, uh, then when I was uh, my early teens and then early 20s. And um, he actually unfortunately passed away of a stroke mid his third bankruptcy in his 50s. And that really impacted me majorly. Um, you know, I went through never really saving anything and knowing anything about it to being in my mid 20s, like having a baby and not, you know, knowing, really having any starting point, like no money, no, no real good plan. Didn't know anything about anything. Really. You don't get really educated in school. Hardly anybody does on this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so our education is really just the school of hard knocks education. You know what I mean? And just our experiences, like what does everyone else around us do? Right. And that can be really terrible if you're surrounded by people that, have scarcity on money, don't make much or struggle all the time, or they make a lot, but they're really bad at dealing with it, whatever. Um, we all have different experiences in education. So um, it was that obviously um, I, I told you about my counseling background. So that was really real that it was a ruin. And then, you know, when I came out of that and went, you know, my first year or two trying to raise my daughter and starting from scratch and nothing and making very little money, I got myself into quite a significant amount of unsecured credit card debt as, as well, you know, just trying to make, make buy and figure it out and made a lot of bad decisions. Um, and, and so I had to get myself educated and dig myself out, you know, um, and 
And so I've really experienced it on all flows. Like, and, and when I say all flows, I mean, like, like I've seen others have it. I've seen uh, obviously myself, um, uh, and, uh, you know, observed it in my own family and, and friends and, and people that have counseled and colleagues and so forth. So I really feel like I've experienced every aspect in every way that you can when it comes to bad finance. I've also seen good finance too. Mm-hmm. Great examples. My grandparents are great examples, both sides, you know, very good with money. My parents, not so much, um, you know, but I, they came from a different generation. They came from a different upbringing. They came from a different education, you know? Um, so, so that's huge, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of us like are in similar situations where we really haven't seen our parents do well with money or mm-hmm. if they do, there's oh, still a lot of like financial anxiety around it. And like, totally. even like my grandpa, like I trust he will always have money on him, but he still will be yeah. kind of like, you know, are you going to spend that and just kind of still have like that money anxiety away around the way that he interacts with money, even if he's quote unquote good with it, you know, it's still kind of that uneasiness. So I feel like so many people can relate to that. Yeah. I would say the baby boomer generation is probably the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and they kind of, you know, didn't get a good, they didn't get good education in general. You know, I think I think it's getting a little bit better now, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of us are looking at our parents and we're like, what is up, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is up, you know, and it's affecting us too, but this is great because it's an opportunity for all generations to get educated, get some good disciplines in and start, you know, changing things. I really like in, um, wealth building and, you know, getting into a good position financially is very similar to losing weight and getting into good shape. You know, they're very, it's almost the exact same thing, but Mm -hmm. just different areas, you know? That's good. I definitely want to talk about that in just a moment, because I think that's an excellent point that you just brought up. Um, But first I would love to know, so you talked about how you got into a little bit of credit card debt and all that raising your daughter. And I I can't even imagine like raising a child, something I look forward to, but like, and ready for the emotional maturing that will go along with that. Um, yeah. I'm wondering for, so for anyone who maybe they don't have kids or they do, but either way, they're kind of feeling like they're in this mountain of debt. They don't know the first step to take. What would you suggest to people for kind of taking charge of their financial situation when they feel powerless? Well, um, I actually did a video on my five steps to get out of debt, which is on my YouTube channel, the Zoe Abbott. But um, the first thing that I do like with anybody is like, you have to have the decision that you want to change something. So that has to be there. You know, um, if you don't, if you're not at that point and that need of change point, like that has to happen first. The next thing is to face the actual situation and be able to look at it, you know, um, and be willing to do that. And sometimes that takes actually seeing it, looking at it, looking at, you know, you've got your, all your statements or your bills or whatever and seeing that. And then the next thing is really, um, you know, reaching out for help, honestly. And I think that's the hardest thing. I think that people are embarrassed and they feel bad and all of that stuff. And I try to try to let people know that, you know, I, and anybody who works for me is completely judgment free. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't really care. Honestly, you could 
I, I mean, working in counseling, I've heard everything, you know, like everyone's deep and darkest, most embarrassing secrets and issues. And like, there's nothing that I haven't heard. There's nothing that shocks me. And there's nothing that really makes me feel different about anybody. You know, obviously I'm, I'm not like a big fan of people that are murderers and like, you know, like right. don't want to change or something like mm-hmm. the pure evil that like most of us, you know, have th- done things in our past that we are embarrassed about or not proud of. And it's going to be different for everybody because, you know, your problems are going to be more real to you than anybody else, you know? Um, anyway, the point is, is like, it's not so important how you got there. It's how, what are we going to do to get you where you want to be? You mm-hmm. know? So that's really yeah. what the focus is. Um, and generally if someone's not handling things well themselves, they need a ter- they need, they need a coach. They need someone that they can work with. And, uh, it's the same when you're trying to lose weight. Like I am, I like anyone who has trouble with that. I'm like, get a personal trainer. It's the best investment. Like I'm telling you, like mm-hmm. get help. Uh, if you didn't need the help, then you're in a good right. position. That's fine. There, are, and listen, there are people out there that don't need them, and that's great. And there might be people out there that don't really need a financial consultant, you know, and that's fine. Good, but there's a very, very small percentage, and sometimes they can still benefit from it. You know, like uh, maybe you're overall good, but you really want to tweak and get peak performance. Like even the top athletes in the world have coaches and they have trainers and stuff like that. And they're quite good at what they do, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, I'm a firm believer in it. I think that if you're always trying to up your game or get better, find someone who's doing it better than you or knows more than you and it, how else are you going to get better? You know, how else yeah. are you going to improve? So that's in really anything in life. So if you think, a lot of, a lot of times I, th- I think people don't make the correlation uh, and similarities of many things and how, how to be successful in them, you know? Yeah. And my listeners know I'm always harping that if you can get a coach, get a coach. Cause I think the time that you spend just trying to DIY things just is so long when you could just have someone kind of guide you through it and just give you the accountability that you need. Um, so I love yep. that for sure. Um, I'm curious. So you're, you start your business and it picks up a little yeah. bit. Um, does everything fall into place in your life at that point magically? Um, no, you know, I, I look back on it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like there was so much hard work and suffering in a way because there's so mm-hmm. much mental, there's so much mental toughness that goes into starting your own business, making your own business. And, you know, and I'm constantly dissatisfied with where I am. It, I like to say like I'm, the most impatient, I'm patiently impatient. Like I know that I'm impatient. I want things now. Um, I've gotten so much better with mindset over the years, but I remember just feeling like I was suffering all the time, even when it wasn't that bad, you know, mm-hmm. I just, it's so funny. Um, but looking back on, it, I was like, oh, that was all worth it. You know? Uh, yeah. I managed to make six figures part-time working from home and juggling other jobs. And finally, when I managed to do that, I was like, wow, I should really do this. Cause I got into this because I was like, I can't trade hours for time or dollars for hours. And I can't work for someone if I ever want to really achieve my dreams and have the things that I want to have. So I really looked at, you know, and these are things that I learned about and, you know, people will ask me kind of, you know, I've done a lot of self-betterment, a lot of, you know, courses and and different things like that. And sometimes people reach out and they want to know what I've done. So I'm always really open about that. But and they can, by the way, anyone can always reach out to me, but, you know, I really wanted, I really worked out what did I um, want to have in my life, what I needed to do to do that and what I need to be in order to do that. And, 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 and in it, in working that out, um, that's how I came to this industry and that's how I came to this profession. And 
I feel like that's the most important thing because when you have what you want and you, you're now free, you're, you're more, you know, financially independent. It allows you to enjoy your life a lot more, do more things, be more giving, donate more to charity, have more time, um, spend time with your family and, you know, spend time with your hobbies and things that you're passionate about. And that's how I got, you know, into the singing and stuff like that more recently and been doing really well with that and projects and, you know, doing it professionally and getting paid to do it. And, you know, like there's so many people out there that are talented and they have things that they love to do and they want to do and they're working a job that they're not that into, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm all like, everything that they do is all about for myself and for others is all about becoming financially independent and living your life the way that you want to live it, you know? Yeah. I love that. Cause I think, you know, it, money does allow us to do so much more. And I always roll my eyes when I hear money doesn't buy happiness because we know that's true, but there's also so much that money allows us to do that will correlate to our happiness, being able to pursue yeah. different hobbies and things like that. Like a lot of that stuff takes money. So I love the idea that having more money brings you more opportunity to do that and kind of use your time the way that you want to. Um, so you mentioned before that your financial journey and your weight loss journey were pretty similar. And that's something that I've been telling a lot of people in Club Gentler is that the the goal method that I'm teaching here, even if you came in with one specific goal, you'll find that a lot of times the same process is applicable across so many different areas. So can you talk more about how they were kind of the same for you? Yeah, absolutely. And I had to make that correlation somehow. It wasn't there you know, for quite a while because mm-hmm. I battled with my weight my entire life. You know, it was really crazy because I was like over 300 pounds. And, you know, in general, I was not like I was a very disciplined person. I wasn't lazy. I was running a multiple six figure business. I was, you know, getting stuff done despite the fact that I was had this crippling physical situation that was just like didn't fit me. I always felt like you know, I don't want to swear, but you know, I was always felt like I was a skinny bitch stuck in a fat bitch's body or something. I was like, what's going on, you know? And like, I hated myself and I'm all, all all for self-love and I really tried to get there, but I knew that I wasn't healthy. I knew that I didn't like myself this way. So, you know, and it wasn't about aesthetics fully at this point. It was actually about health. You know, I was over 300 pounds and I'm like five, three on a good day, you know? (laughs) So I was just like, okay. Um, but here's the deal, right? With finance, everyone wants to be rich and wealthy overnight. It doesn't work like that, okay? It's like constant, dedicated, disciplined, almost boring processes and and procedures. Like you, you have to start putting away money and like you have to start investing and you got to be smart about it. And I don't care if it's 10 bucks, but you got to develop a discipline. And, and most people make excuses. They put it off. They say, okay, when I finish paying my debt down, but they don't, but they pay their debt down and because they don't have money, they go back into debt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I always tell people debt was a solution to a problem that shouldn't have existed in the first place. If you had money, you wouldn't have gone into debt. Simple. You know what I mean? And in almost every case, you know, at least bad use of debt, right? Mm-hmm. So, so weight loss is the same. Everyone wants to lose 20 pounds overnight. They want to lose a hundred pounds overnight. It doesn't happen like that. It's dedicated, disciplined, almost boring or <laughs> activities that you don't want to do necessarily, right. That you have to do consistently over a long period of time. And then, you know, I lost over 150 pounds in a year and a half and that was constant dedicated discipline, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's, that's huge. You know, um, 
And oh, so every every area has its rules, right? It has you know things you need to learn about it. And with weight loss, you know whether there's a lot of diets out there that do work. Okay, so you got to find the one that works for you. There's a lot of finance plans out there that work. You got to find the right thing for you. And everything should be goals based and designed to fit you, your personality, what works best for your body, whatever. Same thing with your finance plan. It's not a one size fits all, but there are certain things that we all agree upon, right? Like let's go to dieting, right? I don't know any real diet that's healthy that agree that we eat refined sugar. <laughs> like we pretty much don't do sugar like on any diet. <laughs> like it's not, right? There might be different ways of, of you know, limiting caloric intake, like calories in some way, whether it's counting or it's just sticking to specific foods. But we all agree, no matter what the diet is, for the most part, you don't consume more than you burn. Okay. <laughs> it's really simple. Okay, good. So investing, what are some things you have to make money and spend less than you make? You need to, you know, start putting a, you creating, um, you know, a reserve of cash by starting a flow to something, you know, you've got to do it now. Can you do more extreme diets and can you do more extreme plans that get you to things faster and more effectively a hundred percent, but can you also do slow and steady a hundred percent, you know? And, but th what's the biggest thing you can find something that you will consistently do that you won't fall off of. Right. You're not going to yo-yo around, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the biggest thing. I think people yo-yo finance, they yo-yo diet, you know, people definitely have problems with procrastination. They have problems persisting on a given course. They have, you know, all sorts of things that they run into. It's the same thing, you know, mm. but there's so much similarity. It's actually crazy. It's just a different area, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love you breaking down all those similarities because a lot of things, you know, you know, on a certain plane, but you don't think about um, all the time. So before we go, I just want to know, like, you've gone through so many major shifts and changes in your life. How do you maintain it on a day to day? How do you make sure that you don't kind of slip into bad habits? And if you do, how do you recover from that? Um, I'm a human, you know, and I'm not mm -hmm. perfect. And I think that, you know, that's a process of learning not to be so hard on yourself. And, you know, just when you fall off, or, you know, you find yourself like, not doing what you should, you just get back on it and keep doing it. You know, there's nothing else you can do except just keep your eye on the mountain and, and keep going towards that. You know, um, you hit, you might hit bumps in the road. I think mindset's a huge thing. And I've really worked a long time to train myself into good mindsets and, and constantly, you know, working on that. And I think that's really important. And I have done a lot of self-betterment, self-improvement, self-help, um, you know, people reach out to me all the time to find out the different stuff that I've done, you know, <laughs> courses mm -hmm. and, and trainings and, and even I've, I've, I've learned a lot through my business, you know? Um, and, and that, that's actually a lot of what I, I do nowadays is I help people be successful in the financial industry. Um, and I've been, I've managed to, to help people create multiple six figure incomes in finance to help other people. And, uh, it's almost like franchising. So that's really where I'm at. And it's, uh, I love it because I want to make money with people, not just on them. You know, mm -hmm. I want them to, to do well. And that, that applies to anyone who works for me or with me and my clients as well, you know? Yeah. So who is like the perfect person to work with you at this point? I think at this point, I just, I like to work with anybody who really wants to change and improve. 
Mm-hmm. You know, whether they want to get into a new business and grow that way, or whether they want to improve their financial scene, they want help and they're, they're willing, they're ready to change and they're, they're willing to, to, uh, you know, they want more for themselves, you know, so it's really everybody. And that's, what's great too. It's like, I, I don't really have, um, anyone that I, you know, wouldn't work with particularly, you know, or that couldn't be a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great to hear. And I'm sure the listeners will love to hear that as well. Um, So before we go, can you shout out real quickly again where people can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. My website is www.thezoeabbott.com. Zoe Abbott is Z-O-E-A-B-B-O-T-T. Um, and you can find me the Zoe Abbott on every social media platform. I am the Zoe Abbott. So my, my YouTube is the Zoe Abbott. My Instagram is the Zoe Abbott. Um, my Facebook is the Zoe Abbott, my Twitter. I don't do much there, but anyways, (laughs) LinkedIn, Zoe Abbott. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, people can actually get on my calendar. They can reach out to me, um, and then, you know, depending on the states that you're in too, I have agents all over the country or consultants that can help, um, you know, so you can either connect up, you can request me directly or connect up with one of my staff. But, but yeah, we're, we're pretty much set up, you know, for people to reach out and connect up with us. Awesome. And I will have all those links for everyone in the show notes so they can find them easily. Um, but thank you so much for being with us, Zoe. I feel like people are going to get such great information from this episode. And especially with this being the start of the year and a time where everyone likes to do general improvement, um, it'll be really, really helpful. And then obviously, if they listen to this at any point, change is always welcomed at any point in the year. So thank you so much. And I can't wait for everyone to hear this. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod and check out our website for more info, www.begentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.